or hear stories of people who have big events. These are millionaires and billionaires and they, they help the world. And like the guy who paid for all of the college students at Morehouse or whatever, you think, boy, I sure want to do that. I'm like Kevin Hart, you know, my, my account ain't set up that way. <laughs> so then I say, well, what can, what else can I do? Each one teach one. What I can do, I can get up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and do, do, do these messages and, and get them out there. I can, that's what I can do. The other dudes can get on there and just, you know, I heard Steve Harvey talk about his camp with his kids and how he bought this property now and his goal is to help these other. And you, you sit there like, God, dog, this is something I really, but my, my checking account ain't set up that way. Now, he says, when you start putting in the new program and it overrides the old, do you know how much work that you must do? You can't say, I read a book. You can't say, I changed uh, listening to a certain past and got me another one now. You can't say, it must be able to override the years of other stuff that you've done. That's where we get it confused. We think, okay, Tony, I read a book. I changed the TV channels I watch. And I'm done. So now... It says those things must, it's like a, a a scale. You put a brick on one side and it drops down. That brick is your thoughts that you have over the years. And that other scale goes, the other side goes straight up in the air, right? So now in order to balance that brick off, you got to have positive stuff on that other side, a bunch of it, half a brick to start moving it. Now, do we get that or do we try to skip over that and say, well, I don't get that because, boy, to do that, I got to put some work in. Do we ignore that or we just say, won't he do it? Won't he do it? It's almost like a childish conversation, but obviously... It needs to be had all the time because if if the world got it, like we say we got it, then we should be balancing out that other side. You know, when I talk about me watching television or me watching programs and stuff, because people swear, Tony, you say you don't watch television. No, I do. But when I watch television, it ain't close to as much as I fed my other side of positive stuff, of audios or books or my side is where the brick is that's down. I could watch a few shows and it's not going to, it's still going to affect me. I am, I'm not stupid to believe that when you put something in your, in your, your eyes and your ears that you can't just say, you know, like they said in the courtroom, uh, scratch that from the record. No, <laughs> it's on the record. But when I got thousands of hours of reading and listening that, that even when that comes on the record, it doesn't do anything. But most of us are opposite of that. Most of us have so much negativity that we've heard over the years from our zip codes. And then we we also add other stuff to it because we're not feeding ourselves on a daily basis to erase, I mean, to balance that stuff out. 
sometimes you wake up, you think, is it worth the trying to get this information out to people? <laughs> and my mind says, yes, yeah, that one person, Tony, is that just that those two individuals, it's those three people that say, I got it. Or they say, I got it. I ain't going to do it. But let me find a younger person that I can get to listen to this and let me hammer home to that person that, oh, I wish I had done this stuff at a certain time. Boy, I wish, and I'm asking you to do it. I'm asking you to to really look at it. I'm asking, because that's the, you know, each one teach one. That's the only way we're going to change this thing. But it can't be, well, I ain't going to get it. I ain't going to change. I ain't going to do that. And then you're not going to tell anybody else and not going to give them some kind of insight. Find three, four people that you could say, man, you need to listen to this. And maybe one of them will say, boy, I got it. Then they find three or four more people. I mean, that's the way you could change the world. Sometimes you you never see, like I see stories of, or hear stories of people who have big events. These are millionaires and billionaires and they, they help the world. And like the guy who paid for all of the college students at Morehouse or whatever, you think, boy, I sure want to do that. I'm like Kevin Hart, you know, my, my account ain't set up that way. <laughs> so then I say, well, what can, what else can I do? Each one teach one. What I can do, I can get up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and do, do, do these messages and, and get them out there. I can, that's what I can do. The other dudes can get on there and just, you know, I heard Steve Harvey talk about his camp with his kids and how he bought this property now and, his goal is to help these other, and you, you sit there like, God, dog, this is something I really, but my, my checking account ain't set up that way. Now, but can I do something? Yeah. I can get on here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I can, can you do something? Yeah. You can get three or four people on here. Yeah. You can talk to three or four kids every day or something about it. Yeah. You could do something. Be, you can't sit back and say, well, I ain't got what they got, but you got enough. You have enough. Each person has to start where they are and do whatever they can to help change this thing instead of just sitting back thinking, boy, once we get uh, such and such in office, we get the right mayor, we get the right president, I get the right pastor, I get the, it's going to change. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You got to change. That's what uh, Jim Rohn says. You got to change. You got to change. And of course, preacher man on here blowing me up, talking about y'all sound good, but what about the masses who keep listening to their preachers, their pimps and their politicians? Well, uh, look, it's on them to keep listening. If they want to keep listening to that and, and believe that that's the answer, then I can't, hey, uh, preacher man, only thing I can do is pass the message on and let them decide on, you know, I had to sit up in, in certain churches and hear people for 10 years before I realized, wait a minute, is this any good? Yeah, some of it is, but a lot of it is not. I had to come to my senses on that. If people don't want to come to their senses on that and they still want to sit there and listen to, you know, the stuff that's being taught and by the, as you say, the pastors, the pimps and the politicians, then, hey, you know, I've done my job. I put this out here. And it's up to them to decide on what they're going to do when it comes to that. I had to decide on that. I had to look at my wife one day and look at her and say, hey, we out of here, man. This just ain't. 
Now, I think she really wanted to say that a while back. <laughs> but she just loved my enthusiasm because, you know, she was church lady before I was even close to being. <laughs> but I think she loved my enthusiasm of me being excited. You know, you want a man to be spiritual. You want a man to to believe in God and have a church home and all that kind of stuff. And so I think she she enjoyed that part of it. But I think, I think when I turned to her that day and said, look, I bet I bet you she, I bet you I'm gonna ask her. When I bet it was a a sigh in her because when you find out stuff before somebody else finds out, and you know that their enthusiasm is so strong, you can't curve it. You can't really, especially a man. You can't, especially on that. You know, you can you try to get him to stop drinking and partying and all that, but dang, you don't want to stop him from being, you know, that. Because see, what she realized, I didn't stop from being spiritual. I didn't stop from believing in God. I didn't stop from, it was just that bull. That, and I think she's good with that because she she probably thought I was going to stop all that together and just say, F all this. No, no. I got enough sense to know that there's a creator. I got enough sense to know that somebody has had put all this together. Somebody, but some of those fables and some of those stories and some of those things that we read i had i had to say wait a minute wait a minute wait one freaking minute here <laughs> how are you guiding us what are you saying what are you doing all right preacher man i answered that think about it when you were growing up how did you learn your first language you learned it by hearing it in the background of your life everything that was said to you and all of the things that were said around you, your be, your brain, through repetition, began to pick those messages up and actually wire them in into neural pathways in your brain, and that created your first language. Learning uh, self-talk is like learning a new language, except it's not a foreign language. It's the language of success instead of the language of failure. So look at Self-talk, not as something like a self-help concept. It's not. It's it's the way the brain, science, it's science. It's the way the brain was designed to be wired in the first place. Self-talk is just taking advantage of that and getting the right new language, the language of success, wired in. And that will replace the old language or the language of failure. Number six, you can change your programs by changing your self-talk. This is why people listen to self-talk. I've been writing and recording and producing self-talk programs for over 30 years. Now, thousands and thousands of people all over the world listen to self-talk every day. The reason they do that is because they want to learn the language of success. They got programs that were working against them when they were growing up. Then their own self-talk repeated those same negative programs, and they want to change it. So they do that by listening, and it's exactly like listening to language learning audio tapes. Uh, you listen to the language in the background, then you begin to practice it, and eventually you learn that language. It's exactly the same process with learning self-talk. Only now you stream self-talk to your phone or your listening device. You listen to maybe... 15 minutes a day of self-talk, and in doing that, you begin to rewire and reprogram your brain for success.
<sighs> Chad, you're so refreshing. You know, it's like I feel like I got somebody I could talk with. I feel like <laughs> you're my buddy, you know what I'm saying? Remember I said that when I started changing, I had to have new friends. And I didn't have friends talking like that. I didn't have family members talking like that. Matter of fact, my mom used to tell me all the time, how do you get out of my house with that? <laughs> well, mother, who she just called me too while I was talking on the <laughs> I'm gonna add her in one day. Why? I'm gonna add her in live. I'm gonna I'm gonna click over and say, hey mom, you live, so don't say anything. Don't say any any words, creative words that you use. You're live on on my call. So smile and be nice so everybody can hang up and say, your mother is just so. <laughs> then call me back with those creative words that you use. But yeah, I, I mean, she says, how do you get out of my house? Like, I didn't, ma. I came out the house with the information that you were relaying that you heard from your family, that they heard from their family. And I changed it because I went to a different environment and start feeding myself different things. And I started listening to people like Shad. And I started listening to other folks. And so that's how when we sit down and I sit down on the living room sofa and we talk and you look at me and say, well, how do you think that way? And how do you think that way? How do you really, where did that come from? Well, you're right. It didn't come from you. It didn't. Now, a lot of good things came from you. Like being able to give. My mother loves to give. She just gives to her. And I, I used to think that she did it so people could say something about her or something. But I think she just, just loved. it used to anger me a lot though sometimes. Because if I gave her $1,000, she would give, give the neighborhood 500 <laughs> Mom. I just gave you a G, you know what I'm saying? Well, well you know, Frankie and them over, and I had to put a hundred dollars in the card for them. I had to uh, give, uh, you know, Herman them down the street because, you know, their child is going to have to, you know, break that down to them. I'm like, well, Ma, why don't you just tell me where to send it to? <laughs> so if you're not going, I know 50% going to Walmart, and you telling me the other 50 is going here. I remember when I first started, I mean, really, she needed like 5000 I give her that. And then next thing I know, you know, she started telling me. Well, she said, and then she says this. And the people, are they're so proud and happy of you because they know where it comes from. They know I don't have that money. They know it's coming from my son. And they know that. <laughs> they know that. <laughs> so when I be giving stuff and trying to help people and do stuff, you know, which I try to help too many people, really. And I got that from her, which is a good thing. But I say to myself, why do I, why don't I just say no? Why don't I just leave all this alone? And then some people who find out that about me, and then they just play that guilt trip, and then they just put it on, boy. And I just can't. It's like a salesperson. You know, I, I, I feel so helpless around a salesperson. Because I'm just going to do whatever they ask. Because I, I know what it takes to stand outside a, a Walmart or stand in the mall and, and ask people to stop and ask people to, you know, I know what it takes to do that and how you feel. So I'm just so vulnerable when I come around salespeople. What you need? You know, I, was, I don't even need your product here, man. Appreciate you doing that. I know what it takes to do it. I just, I'm the most vulnerable person when it comes to that. 
I swear, because I know things that I do and the things that I deal with and the things that to have somebody boldly just be out. The people who really used to get me was them cologne folks. And I'd be like, man, you know, um, <laughs> but I'm saying to myself, if you could boldly walk in these parking lots like this and you walk up to people and you, man, here $5, man. I don't want your cologne. I want to just hear, here $5. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I think a lot of that I got from her when it comes to that kind of thing. But then the other stuff that she has a, the biggest challenges with. <laughs> no, I had to uh, reprogram myself, rewire myself in repetition over and over and over. I had to separate from my so-called friends and family and all that. I had to quiet space and start reading more and doing more. And uh, I think the key to my success, though, I think is that I enjoyed it because I'm a loner by nature. And so I don't mind doing that. Uh, but then the information was like, wow. Wow. I was thinking, man, what if they just, I wonder if they sit and taught this in school. You know, you have more kids pay attention, but you won't have no trained employees. You won't have any robots to go work for you. You have, you know, it'd be different out here. So you, you wouldn't have these buildings full of, you know, workers and so that you can be in your yacht somewhere chilling out. So, but thank you, Shad. Cause I, I don't even have to read the book now. Cause I, you know, it's too late anyway. So I didn't know that I was just going to play the clip, but it gets overwhelming when, you know, I look at the numbers too on the attendees on these calls, man. It's amazing. I remember at one point we used to have 350 people every morning. Then things change as the world change start hearing other voices and people started and it went to 200 and you know average of maybe 100 and and you go back and forth from 50 to 100 and a lot of it has to do with the team too because as people get older they just they don't want to hear this because it just really puts them in a predicament of reality and then when summertime hits it really gets to a point where people just don't you know we can have 25 we can have 50 we can have maybe you know 75 on a good day uh but the attendees is amazing how many people will really get this information and how many people really would go and sit down and feed their minds some junk some donuts some some all kind of crap but the question you should ask yourself you know since you don't have your account ain't set up like mine i mean your account ain't set up like uh uh jay-z i'll say these people names because I don't know my Dr. Mackey, I would say, why you use rappers? Because that's what people know. You know, I could probably say other billionaires or, or trillionaires. Or, <laughs> so you say trillionaires, yeah, but you don't know them. So I say things that society puts in our face all the time, like, you know, the, the Beyonce's and all that. So your accounts and my accounts are not set up like that to where you can just go send your attorneys to help get people out of jail and go to you. But what can you do? Well, one thing you can do is refer people to the podcast, refer people to this call, you know, tell three or four people, each one of y'all, if each one of y'all did that, wow. If each one of y'all did that and then somebody calls you back and say, man, I'm getting this. And even if they don't call you back, you've done what you're supposed to do. You feel good about what you, you should. 
You should that you're out here preaching that. Look, somebody, I got a guy that's teaching this stuff, man, for free. I got a guy that's out here that, that all you got to do is listen in while you're driving in your car. You don't even have to have your Zoom on. You ain't got to get your face all made up. You ain't got to make sure your background all right. All you got to do is dial in and listen, man. And that's a way that you can help change this world. You don't have to be able to have your bank account like those guys, which, I, you know, one day I would definitely love to do something like that, where, you know, I, I think my guy posted the other day was Shaq. What did he do? He was in a restaurant and he just paid for everybody meal in the whole restaurant. Can you imagine that? You just walk in. You put down your black card and you say, everybody's in here on me. Drinks and all, give them a tip. And, uh, you know, I think it came out to, they said their restaurant, that was the biggest bill, came out to like $30,000. But to him, that was a tax write-off. That was chump change. That that He carried that in his sock. But, we, you know, okay, so our account ain't set up like that. But our account is set up to where we could tell other people to who need to hear stuff that can change their life. That's real. As I as uh, I love the word that the kids use now called trill. True and real. True and real. I you need to keep it trill. So I got a guy that's keeping it trill every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. He tried to have people on there that keep it trill also. And, you know, and, you know, listen to this. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you got from it. Well, you, you know, again, you might could tell four or five people and only two out of all the whole time will listen and get it. But guess what? What about those two? Can't they go tell somebody else? Can they go tell somebody else? Can they go tell somebody else? All right, let's get to it, folks. Push it to the limit.